everybody. Wednesday, January 4th. It's around 5.15 in the afternoon. We are in the new year, and we have our first athlete of the week in DeAsia Gregg. DeAsia Gregg is a senior forward from Florence, South Carolina. DeAsia started her career at Georgia Tech, transferred to Gulf Coast State, and enrolled at Virginia Tech in 2020. DeAsia has been critical to the Hokies' success, but really balled out on New Year's Day versus Carolina, where she played 33 minutes. She scored 11 points, had 10 rebounds, made two threes, one of which was a game changer, and then had another game-changing block down low to secure the Hokies' three-point victory over the 13th-ranked Tar Heels. DeAsia, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm glad to be here. I'm doing good. Awesome. Awesome. So in my extensive research for the podcast... I had to ask uh, Liz in Georgia, and they said, just no, DeAsia does not go by DeAsia. You have a nickname. So what is your nickname? Where does it come from? Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, the nickname I usually go by now is Mo, and it comes from my middle name. My middle name is Monet, and it's just Mo for short. Okay. So Mo Greg, <laughs> walk me through your journey to Virginia Tech, um, or your journey to the three colleges that you've attended. Let's start from high school uh, to where you got to where you are now. Well, in high school, I played at Wilson. Um, it's, a, it's a high school in uh, Florence, Florence, South Carolina. I mean, coming out of high school, I didn't really take basketball serious like that. I mean, there was a lot of people that tell me, like, oh, you should just take this serious. But, like, I mean, it didn't really get serious until, like, I really say like my freshman year of college because that's when it like really hit hard, and like I just seen how serious like this was. If I was able to take it to the next level, like it was like very different. Like, but from like Georgia Tech, it was just like um, it was a lot going on, and we decided to part ways. And I mean, I still have love for Coach Nell. You know, it's all good here with our relationship. With uh, Gulf Coast State, I just transferred to JUCO, you know, just to, I don't know, just to get my love for the game back, you know, because, you know, it's different levels at Division One. It's the highest, and, like, you have to perform at such a high level. And, like, it's a lot It's a lot that goes into Division One basketball, and I felt like I just needed a break from being, like, a Division One player because everything is different with your schedule, like, compared to a JUCO player. It's, like – it's just way different. Like with my year being at the um, Gulf Coast, it was different. I had to adjust to like the coaching and like just like stuff in general. Like I had to do more stuff on my own when I was at JUCO. Like I had to like it wasn't given to me like it is in Division One. Like you know we get stipends and all that with Division One, but like with JUCO, it wasn't. We don't. We don't really get as as much. Like, I know for me, it was 98 a week. Like, it was 98 a week. And, like, we had to, like, um, use that money for food. Oh, okay. So your your stipend was 98. Yeah. Okay. A lot different than it is at – Yeah, it was different. Mm -hmm. Yes. It was a lot different. And, like, we just basically had to do stuff on our own. It just taught me to be more independent. I, I say that I learned being more independent from like Juco, like Juco really helped me grow as a person because I wasn't always given things. I had to work for it even more. And like, once I had it, I had to learn how to maintain it because it wasn't much. And like, 
Oh, it just really taught me a lot of life lessons, and I really thank that Juco for, like, you know, all the stuff that I've been through there. And, like, coming to Virginia Tech, it was different because, like, it's just the environment that's different, and it's just so loving and caring, and, like, I don't know, it's more like a family. And, like, that what made me fell in love with, like, coming here because, like, coming here, it, it made me felt like I was home because, like, the people who I was around and, like, the type of people I was around. I like that environment. And, like, I actually committed over uh, Zoom because I wasn't able to, um, you know, explore the campus like that because of COVID. So, like, COVID kind of really messed things up for me. Like, experience-wise, it kind of messed up. It kind of messed a lot of things up. But, I mean, like, with the Zoom, everything was good. I mean, it was showing me uh, pictures of the campus, how it is when it's spring, and it's just so pretty and, like, I don't know, the playing style and everything was just different and it was refreshing. And I, I felt like I needed this, like, come here because it was so, it was such a refreshing feeling. And it was like, I needed this to like, I don't know, it was a lot of things I was going through at the time, like when I was at the JUCO and I felt like I just needed something refreshing. Um, what was the biggest challenge for you when you first got at to Virginia Tech. So you had already known what it's like to be at a Division One program. You come back to a Division One program after spending time at junior college. Um, how did you apply those lessons and how did you transition into Virginia Tech? So like transitioning here, it was it was difficult at first because like I had something that was going on. I, I actually had kept COVID when I came here. So like wasn't with the team. So it was like kind of different for me. And like, I don't know, once I got around the team, I was able to, like, you know, gel with the team and, like, you know, like, communicate and just talk to them. So it wasn't hard adjusting. It was just – it was the adjustment that I needed. It wasn't hard. It's just something that I really needed. And who were some of the people, uh, whether they're coaches or players, that kind of took you under your wing or, or really looked out for you uh, in your first year? Uh, Coach Hicks. Coach, she, she's been in my corner since day one and everything. Like, she's been there for me, like, academics and everything, basketball. Like, she's like a second mom on on the court and off the court. So, like, I, I really appreciate that relationship I have with her. And, like, but she really did everything. She do a lot for me and still doing a lot for me. And so I'll, I really thank her for, like, what all she did. And then transitioning into the North Carolina game, going into that game, we were just talking about it. Uh, that game was a big deal. Uh, Tech had yeah. dropped two of the last three uh, with Notre Dame. You had high point in the middle of that, and then you played Clemson and lost that on the road. What were some of the things that you all worked on going into that game, and what was the message going into that game as well? Uh, Friday, after the game, Friday, he kind of like, we all just took a day off, you know, got nothing to do that day. Um, but just like weights or whatever, but we was just really had, we just really reflected on the game and like what all we needed to work on. And like, it was just that we just needed to lock in with ourselves. And like, I felt like our loss to Clemson was like self-induced and like we beat ourselves. That's why we couldn't, that's why we wasn't able to win the game. And our focus was just focus on us do what we do best and like just keep going at it like if it don't work the first time just keep going at it our biggest thing was like don't get down on yourself and just keep playing hard and like 
it starts with us. Like it just starts with us. So we just had to have our mindset and our attitude right for this game. That was the biggest thing. And where does that where does that performance on a team level? It was awesome. On an individual level, the last ninety seconds that you had in that game. Where does that rank amongst your career? Because you were locked in. It was unbelievable. It was so fun to watch. Where does that rank on your on your all-time individual performances? That's top tier right there. That's top tier. Yeah. I had to be locked in. <laughs> yeah, it was a ton of fun to watch. Again, Virginia Tech defeated number 13, North Carolina. We're going to move into some fan questions and then a rapid-fire segment. Uh, we got one fan question from John Cranham, and he wants to know, what is the best thing about being coached by Coach Brooks and what is the most frustrating or worst thing about being coached by Coach Brooks? The best thing, like, for me, like, playing for Coach Brooks is that he understands my knowledge with the, of the game or whatever, and, like, he doesn't take that away from me. He wants he wants me to, like, you know, speak more, tell my teammates what I see because of the knowledge that I have of the game. That's that's my favorite thing about him is that he, he allows me to, like, be myself and, like – you know, like share my knowledge with my teammates. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like that makes us a better team because like if we like listening to each other and, you know, comfortable to tell each other like what we see or like the adjustments we see, I feel like that would better our team. Cause you know, sometimes, cause you know, we on the court and the coach is not out there. So it's like, we just have to communicate. And I'd be like, and for the, the worst thing about, well, I wouldn't say worse, but bad thing playing for Coach Brooks is um, he could be perfect, and there's nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard. I have to think about that. But right now, it's good. It's good right now. <laughs> awesome. So before we get into rapid fire, as always, the Sons of Saturday Athlete of the Week podcast is proudly brought to you by Whitley's Peanuts. Whitley's is a family-owned business that has produced the finest gourmet peanuts for over 35 years. And even better, it is operated by three generations of Hokie graduates. Use code SOS for 10% off and free shipping when you place your first order over at Whitley'sPeanut.com. So rapid fire. Gloves are off. This is the fun part. So if you got to go to dinner with four people, dead or alive, dead or alive, anybody, who are the four people you're going to dinner with and where are you going to eat? I'm taking I taking two of my cousins, Savion and Monte. Um what's the other two? Who the other two I'm gonna take? Hmm. <laughs> this is not rapid fire, but <laughs> okay, it's usually not. <laughs> um Savion, Monte, I say my best friend Leah and my other best friend Noel. And we will go we go eat some seafood. Okay, where are you gonna go? You got a specific favorite place in South Carolina or uh juicy crab. Juicy crab or tasty crab. Juicy crab or tasty crab. Do you have any pregame routines, rituals, superstitions, anything that you do before every single game? Uh no, I listen to my music. That's about it. Okay. And we've added this one. Uh, what is the weirdest pregame routine that one of your teammates has? Hmm. 
I mean, everybody really just listening to music. It's not really somebody that stands out in the locker room. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No weird yeah. routines. No, no, no weird ones. No weird okay, ones. No weird ones. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite Coach Brooks-ism? It could be a quote. It could be something he does. Me, personally, I think the birthday dance singing oh thing. man <laughs> that, would, that would drive me nuts i would i would let yes. anybody know my birthday is yes i forgot about that one yes that one especially because it's like we have to dance for seven seconds and seven seconds it's a long it time. may not th- yeah it may you might not think that it's not long but it's so long when you're out there dancing and it's like oh i know i break out in sweats <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you have a WNBA player or athlete that you either look up to or model your game after? Uh, my favorite NBA player is Paul George. Um, for WNBA, I would say Asia because she's from South Carolina. Asia Wilson because she's from South mm-hmm. Carolina. So those are my two. Those are my two right there. What is the best advice that you have ever received? Uh, the best advice I ever received. I ha- I got some good ones, but I gotta think of the best one. Um, really, is it's simple. Just control what you what you're able to control. Is maybe simple, but. It means a lot because if you focus on things that you can't control, I mean, I feel like you can cause like anxieties and stress and like what's going on. Like, I just feel like I feel like if you control what you what you can control, then it's then it's, your life would be more peaceful. Like you wouldn't worry about things that is like that you can't control because it's like why put your energy and effort into something that you can't control. So it's like. There you go. Control what you control. Don't get bogged yeah. down by something you can't impact. That's good advice. Where is your favorite place to eat in Blacksburg? Uh, Kabuki. Kabuki. That's Kabuki that's or it's Kabuki. It's Kabuki or um Joe's Diner. No, it's Joe's, Joe's Diner. Diner. Breakfast. Top tier. Top, Top tier. tier. Have yes. you had the uh, Have you had the iced coffee? It's basically a milkshake. No, no. Yeah, you I like well, my coffee. Your, I like my coffee hot. I just I don't what's know cold coffee. Say again. What's your go to order at Joe's? I usually get me some French toast. Um, it's not. I usually just order sides because they don't like. It was one. Of, it's. I asked them if they had like everything I wanted in the menu or whatever, like as a combo. And they say they don't. So I just order uh French toast eggs. I order, um, they have a chicken breast in there that I kind of like chicken breast. And sometimes I get the grits, but it's either the grits or the hash browns. So it's like the same thing I get from Waffle House, but I go to, mm-hmm. I go to Joe's Diner's. Yeah. But you get a smile at Joe's Diner. Waffle House yeah. is fine, but you got the family feel. Joe's Joe. Diner. Um, yeah. Um, here we go. Genie in a bottle grants you three wishes. What are your three wishes? Uh, my three wishes. 
I'll be able to travel the world and eat for free. Second wish would be I wish it would be no homeless, you know, no homelessness going on. Uh, and three, uh, everybody is either in the medi- middle class or the high class. It wouldn't be no low class. Everybody okay. would be either middle or low okay. I mean, or high class. Ta- that's selfless. Taking two wishes and uh, wishing for a better world. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, pre-game music. What are you listening to before the game? I listen to 20s R&B not wow. the 20s, but 2000, 2000 R&B. Okay. You got any favorites? Yeah. Uh, it's usually like, um, I'll say Aaliyah. Um, who else I listen to this? It's, it's some sad music. I don't want to tell y'all the artists and y'all. Okay. All, right. she, all she listened to was sad music. <laughs> <laughs> R&B. That's unique. Um, what about your favorite television show? Mm. I watch basketball. So if basketball on, that's all I'm watching. Who's your, so who's your favorite team? Uh, I don't really have a favorite team. I just like basketball. I just like watching basketball. Okay. Last two that I have for you. Is there anything that you're currently binging on Netflix, Hulu, what do you what do you currently I guess I guess nothing. Is it just league pass? Yeah. Yeah. I'm watching NBA, you know, some good NBA games and some some men's basketball. So it's it's basketball and two thousands R and B, and that's it. That's it. And Joe yeah, Diner. That's uh, it. Last last question yeah. I have for you, and then we'll let you let, let you go. Um I saw that you're enrolled in public health courses. Um, just curious, what do you want to do whenever basketball does come to an end? Uh, do you know? Do you have something that you're really passionate about? Uh, well, not after college. I want to continue my basketball career. Mm-hmm. But, like, with the, as far as, like, with my major, um, I haven't really thought about that. I know, like, one thing that I'm, I kind of, like, want to take what I want to take serious is like trading, but it's like, I don't really hear about a major that teach you about mm-hmm. trading um, currencies or whatever. So it's like, I don't know. I just got to find me somebody, you know, like within the donors to see if I can find me a mentor, you know, to teach me. But other than that, I just trying to, I'm trying to further my uh, basketball career. And if that don't pan out, then hopefully I'll be a coach. We're going to start off small with AAU coach, coaching, but okay. um, I look forward to coaching later on, but like not right, like right after college. I want to like have some time to myself before I go right into coaching because, you know, playing basketball since high school and it's like, I feel like I need my body or like just step away for basketball just for a second before I get mm-hmm. back into it. So, you know, so I can give it my all. So we're putting the message out. Any foreign currency exchange folks, people on Wall Street, if you're listening, if you're listening, hit up Ms. Greg because she's interested in getting into that space. That has been an interesting space. It's blown up a ton yeah. over the last couple of years and a lot of money to be made. And maybe that's why they don't have classes on it. So mm-hmm. yes, that's, yep, that's you know how it goes. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, Miss Greg, it's been so fun talking with you. It has been so fun to follow your team this year. Uh, I'm wishing you nothing but the best. I know you all play UVA tomorrow. Thank you so much yep. for joining the show uh, and wishing you nothing but the best in the future. Thank you. To wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand. But I saw you dance like you want to in my head. And all that she said is, Oh, I know it's what you're thinking. Take a hit, it started to drag me 